Jamie, recording. What's up? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Good. What were you drinking? Was that was that wine? Wine. I was <laughs> drinking wine. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll let that go. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, you know, out of all my guests, you're probably the one who's who I'm closest to as far as distance-wise right now, even though you're you're in another country. Yeah, like yeah. So I'm from Canada, Ontario, Canada. I was actually just looking at, at it on the map. And if you kind of like go as the crow flies, we're not that far apart. No, we're like, like right across the lake, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I'm not that far from Toronto, so. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first time on the show. Uh, let's just go ahead and just do a you know a quick intro, just who you are, uh, what you do, and just what's going on right now. Yeah. So my name's Jamie Stevenson, and I live in Ontario, Canada. I live pretty close to Lake St. Clair, but it's kind of a great place to live kind of central to all the Great Lakes. So I'm really close to Lake Huron. I fish Lake Erie a lot, Lake St. Clair, fish there a lot. And I live on the St. Clair River, which is um, a little river system that connects Lake Huron to Lake St. Clair, which is a great walleye smallmouth fishery. So it's a great place to live. All right. So uh, this is a fishing podcast. How did you get on a kayak? What was, what's the story? How did you end up being you know, an angler? Well, so I probably, I didn't fish a lot as a kid because I grew up on a farm. So there wasn't a lot of time for all that. So um, I really got into ice fishing when I met my husband and probably in 2017, he bought me my own ice shanty and he kind of bought it for me as a birthday gift, I think for him to use. And I was like, heck no, like you're not using this. This is my shanty. (laughs) And that... (laughs) That shanty was kind of like the first thing that gave me the confidence to go out fishing on my own. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like got my confidence level up fishing alone, ice fishing. And then that spring I was like, you know, I kind of think I want to get into a kayak. Like we, my husband has a boat, but he doesn't always want to go fishing. And I was like, well, maybe if I had a kayak, I could get some exercise, go fishing and, you know, it'd be a great thing to do on my own. And he was like, ah, it sounds like a ridiculous idea. Like at that time, I didn't know kayak bass fishing was a thing. I didn't know there was tournaments or anything. And I researched it, researched it. And finally he was like, hey, I found this uh, used kayak for sale on um, Kijiji, which is like your Craigslist. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's go have a look. And it was a Hobie Outback. And so he, once he saw it, he was like, wow, this is a great idea. He's like, I still don't think you're going to catch any fish. (laughs) <laughs> and, <laughs> and then as soon as I got it, I went out uh, walleye fishing and I started walleye fishing and I started Googling around like kayak clubs in Ontario. And then I ran across um, what's called the Ontario Kayak Bass Trail as well as KBF. So I knew that they, the Ontario Kayak Bass Trail was having a tournament on my home lake, uh, Lake St. Clair in the fall. So I was like, well, maybe I'll do these monthly challenges through KBF and kind of get my feet wet, learn how to do the whole CPR thing, and then I'll do this tournament in the fall. And then once I started doing those online tournaments, I was hooked. And honestly, 2018 was my first year bass fishing. I've only ever pan fished before. I'd catch bass, but but it was never anything I did growing up or it's, it's, I was 100% self-taught myself in my kayak, just watching videos, watching other people fish. Well, that's really weird because you know, I've tried to do the walleye fishing. And, like, walleye down here, it's like, it's hit or miss. Like, you either find, when you, if you find the walleye, you find a shit ton of them. Um, yeah. But, but that, could take, that could take a long time, you know, to find. Um, 
But you seem to be catching them all the time. Like, uh, at least you know, now we're going yeah. to put on social media, and you can make your social media look like any way you want it to look. But you seem to figure out the, the walleye, at least we're in your area. Yeah, so the walleye population here has absolutely exploded. So we have the biggest walleye run in probably North America here. So they'll run from Huron um, uh, through the St. Clair River, which is where I live, um, through Lake St. Clair into the the Detroit River and Detroit River has some massive walleye and they travel on to Lake Erie but there's the population has just exploded like when we first moved up here in 2010 we struggled if we caught one or two a day it'd be like wow we had an amazing day best day ever but the population's exploded uh, when I got my kayak I learned how to vertical jig I had never vertical jig before and once I got onto that I was hooked on walleye fishing I just love vertical jigging for walleye so no, there's a ton of walleye here, and certain times of the year you can't. It's hard to to not catch them. Right. That's yeah. It's not like that here. So you had a uh, you had an interesting season, uh, 2019. Uh, you know, when we started like I started following you, or you followed me on Instagram. I know, right before yeah. my son, right before my son was born, because I remember yeah. once once he was born <laughs> born, it's like you forgot that I was a fisherman. You just started uh, commenting on all his pictures, <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, but uh, he's a cute kid, so it's it's okay. But uh, <laughs> you know, you you did uh you did the um you know, the you're on the Canadian team in the whole uh, was it the Pan Ams or the um uh what, what was the tournament called? Yeah, it was like the um uh, like the Pan Olympics Am, kayak Pan bass Am kayak bass fishing championships and yeah. I think they're what they're trying to do is try to make it an Olympic sport. Like there's a boat team and then the kayak yeah. team. So last year was the first year that they did it. And so after my first kind of 2018 season of online tournaments and the very first tournament I did on Lake St. Clair, I, f- I finished pretty good. I, my first tournament, I finished 12 out of 30, um, probably just beginner's luck. But um, so they had asked me to be on the team in January in Cooksville, Tennessee, fishing Center Hill Lake. Mm-hmm. So that was my first kind of really big tournament outside of Canada. And it was interesting. I, I learned a lot met a lot of people it's probably um I think after my first day I was in 20th spot 20th place and it was tough fishing like it's completely different there than it is here it's like it's like fishing on Mars that's why I was telling people because uh you know I'm not from up here but I imagine my fisheries are just as similar as yours we got great lakes and then we got the the um the glacier lakes or whatever that that, that formed because of all the uh, the glaciers and shit that used to be up here billions of yeah. years ago. But like down there, like I used to know how to fish down there. Or I did that's where I started fishing was down there. Like like the south, it's like it's not as deep. It's uh you usually find them in the weeds and the uh you know the stumps and you know just just shit like that up here. You get used to fishing deeper. You get used to fishing um yeah cl- more clearer water, uh, rockier water, like a lot more rock like rocky areas. I believe at least you know in my in my experience, but yeah, it's, it's it's for me like fishing the south is completely different than trying to fish up here in the north. Yeah, the structure was completely different. It's like a man-made reservoir. Right, it right. was really rocky. There were a lot of like weedy areas around, so it would like drop off from eight feet to forty feet to two hundred feet just like that. So oh, wow. and and after a few days of pre-fishing, we kind of figured out that they are all sitting where I was fishing anyway, really close to shore, right along the rocks, and even though it was like 85 degree water temperature so um i learned a lot the biggest thing i liked about that tournament was fishing as a team Uh versus kind of fishing against each other because you can kind of like give each other tips help each other out 
so I, I learned a lot like the guys on my team were pretty knowledgeable so um yeah and so that was a great experience did you did you do fish with uh, the people that were on your team do you guys usually fish against each other up in canada like during your uh the regular seasons yeah yeah we do for sure it's kind of the same group of guys and they're kind of the same guys that have been encouraging me since i started so they've always like it's kind of a great community like everyone's always willing to help even though you're competing against each other that's kind of why i love kayak fishing Mm -hmm. um like even when i'm kayak fishing like i get harassed sometimes i get harassed on the water a little bit by guys (laughs) depending on what body of water i'm in so it's just uh yeah, they've been really encouraging and kind of like sometimes they believe in me more than I believe in myself, right? So Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, have you ever made – because I can't remember her name. And I apologize, but she came down and fished with us. She was on your team. Uh, she came down and fished at one of our uh, our lakes with us during the uh, the New York KBF. I can't remember her name, sorry. But uh, have you ever done any other trips like that just south of the border to come fish uh, St. Clair or anything like that? No, uh, not uh, no. That was my first trip south of the border. So oh, wow. uh, I think this upcoming spring I'm gonna try to hit KBF Lake St. Clair on the Michigan side. Yeah. So that'll be my first uh, KBF trail tournament. So I'm gonna try and make that one fit in my schedule. Yeah. So like so like what 2019 you said you did mostly online. You did a few. Like how how was the rest of the tournament for you? Did you did you do a lot of the uh, the trail up there? Did you? Um... Yeah. So I hit the Ontario Kayak Bass Trail up here, and they have four events per year plus online. Um, at the end of the year, I think I finished 20th Angler of the Year points, but uh, middle of the pack. My year was kind of middle of the pack. So yeah. I was hoping to do a little bit better, but you know what? For my second year bass fishing and tournament fishing, I can't be disappointed because I've learned so much this year. Like my goal is to kind of learn new skill every year. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I figured out one of my biggest downfalls is fishing too fast. Like I just need to learn yeah, to slow yeah, it down. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I, I had the same issues. Uh, finesse is a different, it's, it's, it's foreign to me. <laughs> It's boring. So <laughs> it's boring, boring, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you know, your second year, like, so how do you look at, like, um, like kayak bass fishing as a sport? Is it something that you're, like, super competitive about? Is it just kind of like a hobby? Is it something that you're looking to, like, uh, you know, like, go after? Like, are you looking at the 2020 season? You're going to go and you're going to grab it by the, you know, by the balls or whatever and, like, get mm-hmm. after it? Like, like how, what, what is like, the, the competition part of, like, kayak fishing? What, what is it to you now? I'm super competitive, but for me, it's more competitive with myself. Like, mm-hmm. if anything happens, I'm more disappointed in myself. Like, I want to perform better than I did the year before. So, if I don't perform better than the year before, I'm going to be disappointed, right? So, yeah. obviously, I would like to uh, walk away with a check this year. I don't know if I will. Like, there's a lot of talented guys in our yeah. circuit. Like, a lot of the guys have competed in the Hobie Worlds and you know, they qualify for the uh, national championship every year. So, yeah. but I think eventually I'll get there. Like the one thing about me is I'm so determined. Like, I don't think fishing is going to be a career for me. I'm not going to be one of those people who travels halfway across the United States. Like I love my job. I love where I live, but um, I don't know. I just, uh... another thing I'd like to accomplish next year too is, multi-species i know you've talked to a lot of guys lately about that yeah and i'd really like to get more into salmon fishing um that's one of my things my husband told me before my first tournament in 2018 he's like no i don't want you to be disappointed after your first tournament 
he's like, but you're a really good walleye angler. He's like one of the best I've ever seen. And he's like, yeah. bat, bass fishing? Yeah, not so much. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks, dear. <laughs> wow. Like, I, he's, a, he's, he's a brave individual. I would never say anything like that. If, uh, you know, he's a realist, and he's, yeah, really yeah. Good at, he's really good at coaching me and stuff like that. So. <laughs> now, now, is he an angler? Is he, is he, I mean, obviously, he's an angler. I see videos or pictures of you guys fishing together. But has he, uh, has he got the, the bug like you got it at all? He, now that he's a little bit older, he doesn't as much as I have. Um, like he's been fishing since he was, he was a kid. Like his dad taught him to fish as soon as he could pick up a fishing rod. So he, in his twenties, uh, thirties, he was really, really into bass fishing and stuff like that. But now he'd prefer to walleye fish. Uh, he down rigs a lot in Lake Erie. And mm. I find that what, like watching paint dry, I have no desire to go on a boat and down rig all day long. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not my world. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about the tw- like the 2020 season. Is there anything like any like big events that you're really looking at, like that you you like to do, like, like sink your teeth into? Like down here, we're looking. You know, I'm not sure how the difference is between like Canada and what we got going over here, but you know, we have we have the the, the trail series. Um, yeah. The, the whole, all these things are going on. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of different events going on. Is there anything that besides that maybe like your local trail event that you're looking into, like you know. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind uh, trying. I wouldn't mind qualifying for the national championship. Uh, I qualified for the 2019 one, but I didn't qualify for 2020. So I, but I didn't fish any of the trails either. I did have one online challenge that I finished top three, which wasn't quite good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd also like to qualify for the uh, state challenge championship as well again, and hopefully I can go to that. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind qualifying for that. As far as the Pan Am game thing goes again, uh, I believe they're having it in Panama uh, <laughs> to fish for a peacock bass, which would be pretty cool. I've yeah. always wanted to do that. Um, but I don't think I'll be going this year because it's right in the middle of corn planting, and I work on a farm, and it's just not very well timed out. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wanted to talk about that because like, you work on a farm. You're a farm girl. like, like not- Yeah. Like you wear like I think you you wear blue jeans and you get your hands dirty and you uh you you work long hours, right? Yeah, I work long hours. Like in the spring, um when some of the best bass fishing and some of the uh best tournaments are, like I can't I've gotta work seven days a week and sometimes if the weather's good, I'm working a month straight. So I don't get a day off unless it rains sometime in the fall it's even uh, worse. Like I'm in fall here is the best time to go smallmouth fishing. Yeah. So it's kind of tough to finish off the tournament season when you got to worry about work and work is my top priority, right? That's just, that, that, I that, love my job and it's just top priority. So that's something you were always in. Like did you grow up on a farm? Uh, yeah, I grew, I grew up on a farm. Um, I think my dad's kind of kicking himself now. He had all daughters. He didn't have any sons and he just assumed that we wouldn't be interested in the farm. And then I ended up going into farming. I've worked in agriculture my whole life. And um, like my goal was always to farm with my dad. But then I got relocated and started working for a big farm operation where I am now. So we're not that close together and I can't help him out anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that'll be my one of my biggest regrets is not being able to farm with my dad. But once I moved an hour away from him, I had to give up my farmland because I used to rent my own land and farm it. Uh-huh. But I had to give that up for my job. So yeah, so you're 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 like sun up, sun down, all spring, and then the only time you get the fish is the hot summer. 
Yeah, we slow down. We slow down a lot in the summer, so I'm able to get out. And uh, I always look forward to ice fishing season as well in the winter. Yeah. Have you, have you guys already started ice fishing? No, not in southwestern Ontario where I am. It is raining every other day. It's We got uh, snow at the end of October. And then yeah. it just has been mild ever since. So well, we got we I'm, got we got crushed early, um, like in November, like around Thanksgiving, like you know, negative temperatures, uh, a lot of snow. It was really good for yeah. the hunting, um, you know, uh, really good for hunting. But as soon as like December, uh, you know, around Christmas, the temperatures have gone up to like 40, you know, 50 degrees. Uh, whatever ice there was, yeah. it's melting. And I'm like to the point, like, because I live uh, close to Lake Oneida, and I drive by it all the time, and I'm like, look at the water. I'm like, that's open water. Like, I know there's smallmouth in there. Yeah. They're getting, they're getting after it. Like, they, like, they, they, I need to get in there uh, before it freezes. But everything's like, like, all my stuff is put up. All my, my, yeah. lures, all my, my rods. I got my kayak hanging. Um, and so I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to do it. Is that? Do you guys still have open water right now? Yeah, we still have open water. I've been thinking about going out, but, you know, most of the time I fish alone pretty much 100% of the time. I do have a dry suit. I could go out, but then you still think, oh, what if something happens? I should be responsible. Um, but if we don't get ice soon, I'm going to have to come up with some idea of doing something because yeah. I need to get out in the water soon. So. But you're a, you seem like you're pretty legit ice because I was looking at some of your photos. Like you have, like, the crazy boat with a fan on the back of it. Uh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, cause like us, you know, we got the sleds and we just we run out there and we drag it. Like, you look like so you that's be- the way, that's the way I prefer to fish. If I have a choice, I want to be out walking on the ice, pulling my sled around. And that's the way the majority of the time I do fish. Uh-huh. So, but the ice is so unpredictable where we live. Like we had yeah. thought about, do we get four wheelers? Do we get snowmobiles? And we're like, ah, the safest way is to get an airboat. So we ended up getting an ice airboat, which is, Kind of the most ridiculous thing ever, but yet the safest thing ever. Yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many times a year we have uh, we have anglers get stuck on ice uh, because mm-hmm. the ice breaks or they lose their truck or you know an, an unsuspected storm comes and it blows their blows yeah. them across the lake. And uh, I think last year we had like a, a hundred anglers that were uh, they're pretty much floating on Lake Ontario because oh, the ice yeah, I saw that. <laughs> the ice broke. <laughs> I saw that. That's the thing. Like it's like it can be so unpredictable up here. So and yeah, with the airboat, we are able to get to better areas, and we mostly perch fish through the ice. And we just slayed them last year. Like we had a great year. But yeah, if I have the option, I'm gonna be pulling my sled around on the ice. So yeah. Now, are you the uh, you're you're in the yeah, the shanty? You got heat. You're drinking beer, and you're out there all day long. Is that the type of uh, ice yeah. fisherman you are? Yeah, yeah. I'm not the social ice fisher person, though. Like, I, um, I'm i still super competitive when it comes to ice fishing, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I can't just go out and enjoy myself. I have to go out and do the best I possibly can. And I have no idea why. It's not a competition. So my husband and I have different channies, and I fish alone. <laughs> and he fishes with either his one of his friends or his dad. And I won't even fish close to them because they're I'm like, you're talking too loud. You're making too much noise. <laughs> See, I was going to ask you about that because I've seen pictures of you and your, uh, you know, your husband like fishing. I was like, oh, you guys must like bond together and fish. It sounds like it's more like fishing is yours or it's competitive. It's like it's not like the uh, – Oh, husband, wife, uh, you know, <laughs> sharing sure, sure moments in the eyes. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was like that for a long time, and it still is sometimes. But his, him and his dad are really close, so 
if I have would rather have him spend time with his dad than us always fish together too. So his dad is always almost always with us in the background. So yeah. I know everyone always thinks they want a wife that fishes all the time until they meet someone like me and they take everything too far. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel if like cause I was thinking about buying my wife a kayak um, and, and getting her on the water, but I, I don't know like what if she got super competitive and like what if yeah. she. Cause like you know like like you know fish is one of those sports. It's not like you know like wrestling or jujitsu or like some other sport <laughs> I do where like I could definitely beat my wife up in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you know fishing. It, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you know what 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 gender you are. Like it's 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 a it's it's a it's a it's a sport all about technique and yeah. You know and and skills and like if if she's better than me then that's just that's just something I have to suck up and she's gonna and my wife like you she's super competitive. Uh, I remember one time we were doing a CrossFit workout and it was like. Uh, it was just with a, a ball, like a, a wall ball. So it's a pretty even, like it, it didn't take a lot of strength, like, you know, whatever. And I mean, she whooped my ass like really bad. And like, she would yeah. not, she would not let, like, I mean, like it, it's been almost five years and she still reminds me of the time she whooped my ass in that workout. And I can only imagine yeah. if she beat me up on the water. Yeah. And there are times where he'll go out on the boat with his friend and we're fishing the same river and I'll come home with my limit. And the two of them only have like three fish between them. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh what what kind of boat are you in so this year i'm in uh 2019 hobie outback so i uh, my second year i upgraded to the 2019 hobie outback i had the 2016 the year before so i sold that one i'm in a 2019 now um and i love the outback um mm. i can't imagine not fishing with pedals you know like with a pro- propelled some sort of drive on the water around here especially in the high currents of the St. Clair River, the Detroit River. So yeah. I'm sure it's doable. It's just that I don't think I would physically be able to. Right. Uh, do you spend a lot of time on the big on the big lakes? Yeah. So last year was my first year venturing out just a little bit on Lake Erie. It's I scary, isn't it? Yeah. The waves are different than they are on Lake St. Clair, or even yeah. the freighter. Like there's a lot of freighter traffic here mm-hmm. on the river, and it's completely different. It's yeah. a weird feeling. I was on a Lake Ontario one time. Um, it, it was a beautiful morning. You know, it was nice and glassy. And uh, you know, I got a little cocky. I was going to go out to, uh, I don't know what you would call it out here, but like it got shot. You know, you had to go out deep and it was just like a, a shoal or something like that. And I got up on there and like all of a sudden, I to me, it seemed like a hurricane. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I'm I stuck there in my kayak. At that time, I had like a Pelican you know, 100. I, I could only paddle. And uh, you know, there was white, like they were white capping at points, and I'm just like, am I gonna, am I gonna die in Lake Ontario? Like, is, <laughs> yeah. is, 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 is this the end of me? Because those, those, those turn in the oceans real quick. Yeah, it's uh, no joke. You really have to watch the weather because it can change on a dime. Yeah. So I always like, that's why I haven't ventured too far out on Lake Erie yet. But I just kind of get my feet wet because I do fish alone most of the time. Uh, but I do want to get a little bit more into it this year. I want to try and catch some uh, rainbow trout, salmon, if I can. So yeah, yeah, I'm debating. I'm I'm really thinking about getting out there and trying to catch some some of the lake trout and uh, hell, who knows, the salmon, like some of those chinook salmons that are uh, yeah. that are out there. I mean, like why not? Like that's what we have. Like I'm like you. I'm getting more interested. I still want to do the bass thing. I still want to compete next year, but I also want to catch like some fish that's gonna that's gonna you know throw pull me around. around a bit. Yeah, pull me around the, 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 the big lake some. <laughs> 
Do you guys have musky up there on your lake? Oh uh, yeah, we got two types of musky. We got the uh, the tiger musky, which I think is a smaller but but real pretty fish. Yeah. And then and then I think we had the other musk. I can't. I don't know which one's which. Uh, but one one gets extremely huge. Yeah. The other one gets big but just real pretty. Um, and we got you know yeah we got uh just huge more like record like world record ones uh, up in like St Lawrence River. Um, yeah. and I think in the Tiger Muskie, we had we just had I think a, a world record or whatever, then uh, a small lake called Lake Otisco, which mm-hmm. is uh, one of the finger lakes. But yeah, we got the muskies. Uh, I've hooked onto a, a few of them. I've lost I've lost my expensive lures to a few of them. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like they can just like that, they can take your tackle. So, but they're fun when you do catch one, land one. They are fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like oh, we got the uh, you know the, the the big northern northern pikes up here. I'm sure you do too. And those are those are always fun to accidentally hook onto. I know. I kind of regret not doing more pike fishing this year. I kind of missed the boat on that one because I love catching pike. But they're a pretty fish, and yeah. they do stink, and they mess up your kayak a lot. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of regret not trying to target them more as well. Um, yeah, I guess one of my other goals for the year is getting better at river smallmouth fishing. Like, the rivers here is really, really deep, and yeah. um, I really struggle to catch those river smallmouth sometimes. I got a lot better at it this year, better than the year before. So I'm trying to get even better this year um, targeting the smallmouth in the deeper rivers. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same here. Like, I feel like the rivers down south are a lot different because up here, I just feel like they're just all deep and they're all yeah. like, they're, they're all going in and out of the uh, the Great Lakes. Uh, I don't I don't ever see like any shallow like the that you would see like the, the wild water boys like fishing like that. Everything here is just like just deep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I, you try to find relatable videos on YouTube and stuff, right. and there's not a lot out there. No, no. Yeah, yeah I, I was yeah, I tried to watch like the the, Gr- the Drew Gregory video, but all his is just like those nice shallow rivers where like rock, you know, yeah. where, like smallmouth are hiding behind rocks, and, and it's just not like that here. Like here, the smallmouth are deep and they're yeah, you know, they're unpredictable. Um, especially in the river, I I've, I have a lot more success in like the the lakes and the big lakes. But to me, they're, they're two different fishes. Like the the smallmouth in the river is a complete different smallmouth than the ones that you find like in the lakes up yeah. here. Like they're, they're totally different. Like different behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like how a lot of the guys are. You know, they win the early earlier season tournaments here, like the online challenges. They just slay those giant smallmouths. So. It's one of those things that I need to get better at in order yeah. to compete more. So. Yeah, because I end up like most of the time when I do my tournaments up here. Like it's I usually just find as much grass as I possibly can and just and try to try to land like large mouths. But when there's like these football size, you know, small mouth that are out there hanging on some rock or what I like more like the offshore fishing that they're doing up here. I really got to figure that out. Um, yeah. I, I gotta grab I gotta grab a jig and like really get up there and just play with that jig and figure mm-hmm. out what they're doing. Yeah, like, uh, and here you might not know, like, we have a bass season here for, um, so we actually were in my zone. I can't bass fish until the third weekend in June. Oh, really? So even through the ice, like, you're not supposed to catch them through the ice. Like, occasionally you might hook onto one and then you have to immediately release them. Right. Um, But, yeah, we can't even fish through, uh, through spawn or anything like that. Although, even though I can look out my window and see Michigan through my window and I can just drive to the other side of the water and uh you can fish there with the michigan light fishing license so is there, is there any reason why they're doing that just to, to help the species to help or what? the population they don't want to stress them out during spawns they don't want people pulling them off their beds and yeah i mean and, it's probably smart i mean it's it can't yeah. be good for the fish but still it's like that's the best time to catch them i i know and i've never i've never experienced that before so that's kind of why i want to get into some of these tournaments like 
if I had my option to try out one of the Hobie Bass Opens this year, I think it would be down in Lake Fork. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any like Bassmaster footage from down there. Yeah. But those things, those bass down there in Texas, those things are huge. Those largemouth, like. Oh yeah. I like those guys are pulling huge fish um, out during spawn and stuff like that. And I love, I love to try fishing down south during spawn. Yeah, well, you got to make the vacation. You need to come down and fish with us. I mean, like we're we, we do most of our most of our tournaments are at the Finger Lakes, which I think from like right like right right where Niagara is. I only think like the drive is only like two, three, four hours. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, just you, you had to come in through that way, but I mean, we have tournaments they're all great tournaments and you can fish during the spawn at our tournaments yeah actually i was thinking that when i was looking at the map i'm like that is so close if you just cross the border at niagara like that's really really close so yeah i should probably check my schedule and see if i can fit something in but, the only well, other thing, i forgot you worked the whole yeah spawn. i was gonna say that during spawn i gotta work anyway <laughs> like, oh, man. It's, it's a crazy life farming. i know i need to find a new career but yeah i don't know what i would do <laughs> So, uh, did you uh, did you accumulate any sponsors in the 2019 season? Are you going like the 2020 with any kind of like uh, I don't know any support from any of the uh, companies? Uh, well, there's a possibility. I'm in talks with one of the local kayak shops here. Uh, I gotta wait a little bit to talk about that, but I do foresee possibly some um, uh, teaming up with one of the local kayak kayak shops here. Has been a big supporter of me and. So, um, yeah, hopefully in another couple of weeks we can talk about that more, but, yeah. um, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, do you have anything else? Like, uh, you know, 30 minutes, I think we pretty much hit, we, you know, hit everything we're going to talk about. Um, unless you know anything else, uh, I think we're good. No, no. I just, I hope you get that, get out and try ice fishing this year. I hope so, but it has to free. I'm not, I tell people like, I don't. Like, yeah, I'm a New Yorker now, but, like, I'm from Florida. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like, I used, I used to be skinny. I had a nice tan. Um, you know, now, now I'm kind of chubby, and, and like, I've lost my tan. And, but but, but my, my, I'm still, I still feel like I'm from Florida, so when people ask me to go ice fishing, I cringe a little bit. It doesn't, doesn't seem that appealing. <laughs> but, you know, I know I need to try it because I'm up here. I'm probably going to die here, so I might as well, you know, ice fish, you know, and, and participate in some of the, the weird hobbies that these northerners uh, – practice so yeah the other thing you should might want to try is uh which i wanted to try this fall getting into is i duck hunt a little bit but i want to try duck hunting out of a kayak yeah uh, we're, we're going to do that i think we're going to do that closer to the spring i i, I the way we people say duck hunting it doesn't mean like it's just pheasant hunting so like i never know which one's in season because they're just out there just shooting birds all the time all year <laughs> round so uh, there's there's supposed to be some kind of bird that we're hunting uh, in the spring, and we're gonna do it from our kayak. I think it is duck hunting because I think last year I was uh, I was fishing the uh, the early spring, mm-hmm. and I, I you know I, I saw ducks out there and I thought they were ducks. I didn't think anything above it because I'm not out there hunting. I'm trying to catch you know the early bass, and they, these these fucking things aren't moving. And I'm like, well, what, <laughs> what's up? And I was like, I, I get close to them, and they're still not moving. And I look over and I see like some some weird dude with a beard and camo on with a shotgun. He's asking me if I can please. You'll be kayaking out there, they'll be shooting not over your head, like you know, like I'm back in the war or anything, but like they will yeah. shoot, and like you're like, and you can hear like that stuff falling, hitting the water, and you see the duck hit the water, the dog jump in there, and it's, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and I'm definitely we're, we're, my partner's gonna get me, we're gonna try it out in the, the spring, but yeah, I'm like, you, yeah, I definitely want to uh, 
you know, try that. We were actually, uh, it was funny this year when I was, uh, I was bow hunting for deer this year. Uh, and because the, some of the public land that we were going to hunt gets so, it gets dangerous, uh, with, when rifle season comes, we were actually going to use our kayak to go, uh, to move into to move into the places to go bow hunt. So yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of things you can do with a kayak. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, Jamie, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we definitely should do this again, but I just wanted to go ahead and break the ice, and then uh, hopefully, uh, you know, when you start your 2020 season, uh, we'll talk again and just kind of just recap and see what's going on up there in the uh, the north side the north side of the border. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. All right, well, it's good talking to you, Jamie. Yeah, nice meeting you.